amazing. They do. All right, everyone, welcome to Psygigs, <laughs> your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know, and very little that you need to know. You caught us in a moment of conversation. Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, it's I funny because Eric, yeah, Eric, Eric, he's Eric Ozempa, I'm Brady Steffel, and then we've got... <laughs> And I'm Annie Larner. You're right. So <laughs> Eric's like out. talking and he keeps starting the music. He keeps starting the music. He's like, whatever. Whatever we get, we're just yeah, going. You know, we're in the middle of a conversation. It's Hurry good. Up. It's entertainment. It's good value. You know, it's why the not? Button. Yeah. Just yeah. hit it. So we how are. is everybody doing? Now, how was your weekend? Well, uh, hey, winter's all that wonderful here. Stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, welcome again. winter. Apparently. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. So we're looking yeah. at, I don't know, five, ten inches, whatever, whatever we get. I don't know. So what is the, I mean, not to go down the, the rabbit hole of weather reports, but what oh, is the forecast? It. I hear kind of contradictions. So how many, yeah, I how think much that's like, that's just the, the Colorado, like the quintessential Colorado experience. What are weather we're going to get? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Isn't it funny how, like when you come to call, like weather talk actually is interesting for that yeah. reason. I mean, because yeah. it's so dynamic and unpredictable, it's, it's a worthy topic. We're not just trying to pass the time. We want to figure this out. Well, no, it's, you know, I mean, it, and like yeah. for as dry as it's been, so it's it's important. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Eric. You all are just so young. You're just so people obsessed like to about talk the weather. About, it's funny. What? Hey, oh, yeah. young people. You young people. You're young. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. you want to talk. Doesn't, uh, wouldn't it like be the other way? Wouldn't the older people like be the ones you'd think just sitting around and yapping about the weather? We you talked would about think, everything already yeah. back, yeah, back exactly. in the day. We talked it all. all we got left <laughs> I'm obsessed but, about wheat. You know, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, I think what we've got left is... Um, I think it's supposed to be five to ten, something like that. Five to eight. What? I've heard area. four to five. See, this no, is exactly like, what you're talking I heard about. Five to ten too. So yeah, I, was, oh. I was freaking out. Just so. looking at maps before this, and it's like Boulder's predicted to get about eleven, and Fort Collins level yeah. is like in the eight. And when oh, okay. Longmont's always like, "Oh, you got your forecast came out," and then there's like that little band that we just don't get anything. There's like the Longmont's like microclimate or whatever that exists here. It's right. like, oh well. Boulder yeah. got dumped on, Fort Collins got dumped on. So I take everything with a, this huge grain of salt. Uh, I did notice heavy kvetching on the subreddit the other day about uh, this. The kvetching. Kvetch. Get you kvetching. Uh, about um, plowing. And I, I'd love to hear oh, you take okay, some plowing, cool. but I come from the Midwest and uh, plowing's big business, plow, plow, plow. Like eventually they get to you. Here somebody said, um, oh, geez, is the city ever going to plow? And then somebody else was like, what is that? How you want to blow all of our tax dollars? And it's like, well, geez, guys, they could do better than they do. But, you know, everybody's got their opinion. But I did see on Martin over by the um, the diversion center a year or two ago, uh, I think before the pandemic, there were like two cars with wheels pulled off. Either the axles are broken or like the wheels had gotten because it was that was that year that it like got really icy. and mo- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all rutted. And everything. Very rutted. And they were like within half a mile if not two blocks there were two cars pulled over had wheels pulled off and i'm wondering if they ripped the bead off the tire and it deflated or if they you know mm. bent something serious and it's like in those instances i'd like to see a lot more plowing as it was recently it's like <laughs> who cares it, was, it wasn't too bad so yeah yeah i'm tough. kind of on the fence i really don't mind too much you know i kind of grew up where it really wasn't your side streets were never really plowed so it really right. doesn't i don't really care so yeah yeah not exciting besides it's fun <laughs> it is fun <laughs> No, you know, doing I think donuts, um, doing donuts, you know, when you're yeah. Oh, yeah. I took thing, my yeah. boys uh, our first donuts. I was like, boys, listen, I'm going to show you what donuts are. We've got a <laughs> parking lot not far from us in 
And we went and did it. I was pretty rusty. I was like, how do you do this again? Like it took a few maneuvering, a little bit of maneuvering to figure out. And I wasn't that good. I got a crank wheel hit gas, man. Like that's what I figured out. I wasn't sure if there was like some lock move with the brakes that you do at the same time. And then you, but I made you e-brake turn, which is kind of like really next level. sliding. Yeah. Well, (laughs) growing up in Minnesota, I had a 19, I had a couple of them. I had a 1980 Grand Prix and I had a 1979 Grand Prix. And the one led into the other one. The first one I got from my grandpa for free and it had 250,000 miles on it. And I, I blew it up because uh, I was 16 years old with my first car. And I, I put the, the drop the hammer a couple too many times. And then the second one. But they all handled the exact same. It was just awful in the snow because it's <laughs> yeah. too long. Rear wheel drive. Yeah, the real um, rear wheel is the worst. Yeah, we would go out on the side streets and just, you know, just tap the gas a little bit too much. And you're greasing all over the place. My brother and I go out. <laughs> it's good fun. Now I've well, got, you know, all wheel drive on everything that I own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell the, um, me, did you all have a wonderful New Year's? Did you make it to midnight, Annie? Did you make it to 10? I'm curious. I did. You guys were in my head. I was like so tired at 1130. I was about to like throw <sighs> in the towel, but yeah. we made it till midnight. And I think I was in bed at 1201. <laughs> <laughs> I did not make it to that at all. So. I made it to 11. I, I mean, did. it's like yeah. pretty late for, for a guy who just watches Matlock. And- <laughs> <laughs> but we are. Uh, <laughs> Speaking we of did Matt make Lock, it out to the Betty Matrix. White. So oh, we, we made it out to the Matrix White. movie or whatever, and it was uh, it met my really low expectations. Uh, I heard it was terrible. It is just frankly. Is terrible. it really it bad? Actually, yeah, I was so uh, I was so in Boulder bad. recently near the uh, the brewing market it's near McGuckins, and this guy was like waxing on poetically about the Matrix, and really? I was like, yeah, every time somebody came in, he's like, have you seen the Matrix? No, and no. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, uh, I have a my, my friend group on the on the internet was talking about it. They're like it's hot garbage, basically. It's just to put it succinctly, yeah. Because uh, I thought the first one was was an absolute banger. I must have seen it when I was sixteen with my then girlfriend, and we didn't know what we were going into. Went in, saw it, it blew my little mind because yeah. I had no idea, no expectations. We just like on a whim went to it on some random Saturday. And then like two or three kind of stunk up the joint, you know, like it wasn't very good. And I got one of my friends who's diehard. He's like, I even like two and three. And this was just the oh, worst. I, the two and three. I love three. Three's my, like, I, I can't pick between one and three. I love wow. them. So I really? love the trilogy. Yeah. I love the body of work all together. I think they're oh, incomplete no. without each other. Oh. It was wrapped with a nice bow at the end. And then they had yeah. to go and like resurrect it from the grave. And it was as ugly as could be. So Brady, I always love Annie when she kind of feigns like ignorance about certain things. Then she launches into like a dissertation about filmography. <laughs> and, you know, I don't really know too much about film, but the cinema t- photography and the, the key grip and the gaffers were really doing a great job. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, you're like, Oh, she's fading. And now I'm going to drop these. Oh, best boy. <laughs> it's kind of like when we did birds. She's like, yeah, I don't know too much about birds. Was that an, <laughs> an eastern woodpecker? Was that a northern flicker? And I'm like, okay. Anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah I, just, I just try to pretend I know more than I do, which is never very much. So, you know. Yeah. Well, we would be remiss if we didn't express our um, yeah, yeah. heartfelt sorrow and uh, uh, <laughs> condolences and, and just prayers and thoughts with everybody in, in Louisville yeah. in the Marshall area. And and just some of the, just it, what's so horrible about it, um, kind of doubly horrible, is that we get snow the next day. And I just think to myself how it would have yeah. been different if we would have gotten snow a few days before and just how yeah. dry everything was or is. And, you know, it's just unfortunate about the fires. And certainly people can donate. I mean, there's several places to donate. The Boulder Community Foundation, as well as Sister Carmen and uh, Office of Emergency Management. I mean, there's several people that kind of... Uh, 
came to the forefront to help out with victims and still are helping victims right now. So Mm -hmm. um, we encourage people to get involved and uh, gosh, I'll tell you, it's, it's been, it's really been difficult to, to see that tragedy. It is a, the, just staggering for 50 some years in Colorado, never seeing anything like that in my entire life. It's crazy. Staggering. And uh, I mean, it's close to a thousand structures, I think at this point, um, Mm -hmm. And when I was reading some of the posts on the subreddit, they were asking about the conditions that led to it. They said, it's been this dry in Colorado. It's been this windy in Colorado, but not at this time of year. Yeah. This is yeah. this is so atypical for where we are now. And um, for anybody who doesn't know, the wind recorded, we're, we're up to 115 miles an yeah. hour. Yeah, um, And there's, and then there's, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to dive into it or not, but there's, there's some thoughts that maybe it wasn't power lines that, so there's thoughts that maybe it's power lines that came down. And then there's also thoughts that it maybe it was a structure fire that started on, on a uh, private property. And if we get more details on that, that are confirmed, we'll, we'll dive into it. But um, somebody went out and there was a, uh, said to talk to a guy <laughs> like, Hey, uh, you need any help with your shed there. Maybe she called the fire department. And he said, no. Um, and I know, know that that's what happened, that that's what started it. But um, that's, that's potentially what, and I'll tell you what, that this and this is my own little personal story and it's not to make it about me but we we were in longmont we were down at brewing market on nelson and um or in uh ken pratt and mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. down there and um it was just a really slow day it was a really quiet day up in longmont and um, i saw this traffic coming north on um hover and i didn't think too much of it but i kept mentioning to kelsey hey there's a lot of traffic and she's like well whatever and so we we saw what looked like weird clouds and maybe a little brush fire or something and so i thought Hey, let's see what's going on. Like it's, yeah. well, I started driving yeah. south basically in Hover and it, it kept getting worse and worse and worse until I was like, this is, this is biblical down here. We have to turn around. And I wasn't even sure how we were going to turn around. Yeah. And we wound up coming back up. We had to go all the way around in a big loop to go back up on 287 because there's just no way to do a U-turn at that point. Um, and we were fine. We were safe. We were not, you know, this is about me, but it was, it was unbelievable down there. It was staggering was. how, yeah. um, how much the clouds like because i thought oh it's it's weird clouds to the south it's you know maybe a little smoke or something but once you got there it was dark and gloomy and windy as all heck and um a profound experience and something that like even not seeing fires exactly it was it was unbelievable and i cut the guy i cut the guy some slack uh because there's a guy as we were just leaving town going south there's a guy who who passed me on a double yellow and i did know there were fires but he must have been Heading because he he hit me. He must have been going seventy to ninety miles an hour south on Hover mm, once wow. you cross out of town toward wow. the south, and then he passed more and more people, and then it was just a wall of cars. And it's like, well, this is obviously yeah. going to happen. You can't like on this road that you're never going to get anywhere. But yeah. yeah, uh it was it was a it was intense, and I can't imagine how bad it was for uh the other people that that were actually affected by it, displaced. And then um I know that in Longmont, uh the testing center, the COVID testing center. Uh, the fairgrounds was like the the fairgrounds were taking in livestock from the county because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know cows and sheep and whatever had to go somewhere and so that was happening too and so that was because we saw like an evacuation sign up and we we're like that's weird that's what a weird thing to to say but we were just unplugged the entire day and had no idea what was going on and um so you know godspeed good luck to everybody uh our our hearts really do go out um it is unprecedented <laughs> And I just think about how surreal the whole thing is real quickly. Um, 
just even with the flood, I remember in 2013, I mean, one half of Longmont, probably three quarters of Longmont was fine. And I remember the pump house was full that yep. night. And then there's floodwaters raging just south of like yep. second. And yet yep. there are people like entertaining themselves, like having fun and that sort of thing. It's just so weird and surreal. So really Annie, weird. I know I wanted you to jump in too as well and express any uh, thoughts you had. It's weird. I, I keep thinking, what if it were Longmont? And maybe that's it's just kind of a, a dark way to think about it, but it, it drives it home even more. Imagine if this were in Longmont and that many homes had been lost. Like we would yeah. all, we all know people personally. Everybody knows someone personally mm-hmm. who lost a home. And imagine if it was in Longmont, we would be, it could be mm-hmm. us, it could be our name. I just, it, we, it would be so devastating. I can't, and the rebuild process is what I can't keep wrapping my like can't wrap my head around. I mean, estimates right now are three years minimum. If you like got your stuff together and started today. Right. Like, to get yeah. Going. I mean, the, the great thing like, about the flood or the silver lining with the flood is that right. we didn't have supply issues. We didn't have a yeah, pandemic. I you mean, now you pandemic yeah, and like a lot of times know. with the flood, like it might ruin your whole house, but it's probably going to ruin your basement. It's going to yeah. ruin like some yeah. things like it's not, you're not left with a concrete <laughs> pad at the end of the day. Yeah, um, right, yeah. I mean, they have to start completely over. And this is, I think we're going to be seeing five, 10 years of rebuilding where mm-hmm. people are just going to still be living in this nightmare. And I just can't. Yeah. And people yeah. were bringing up in the subreddit too, about like where there's already this housing crunch where we live. Yeah. Like these people it, have to move to yeah, Colorado like, Springs. What if you have like, kids in the school district exactly, and you have to like yeah. displace your kids and they have to go, there's not enough room. I will no. tell you that the Facebook site for Marshall Fire was pretty amazing. And in fact, somebody contacted me about a, they had a, a home and hygiene that they wanted to you know offer up. And so uh, through that, they were able to kind of help out yeah. with family. And so, Super you know, it's really cool been pretty connection. cool to see everybody kind of come together and aid. So that's been really neat. So yeah, you know. the response has been actually like unbelievable. The just the whole community in Colorado. I think we were talking earlier, the, the community foundation of Boulder County has already raised 12 million and counting and the GoFundMe campaigns have raised for like individual GoFundMe pages, 14 and a half million yeah. and counting it's which shouldn't be a ton of overlap to, to the Boulder County community foundation. So it's, it's pretty nuts. I heard that ball donated a million dollars. All these yeah. businesses have just gone nuts. So yeah, it's really impressive. And I, I've seen some spreadsheets floating around. I think the community foundation has one and others th- that personally organize like, matching resources with, you know, people who need it. And if you have a truck, you know, you can bring a truck in. If you have a place to take in a cat, if you want room for a couple, a single mom and kids, like it's been so cool to see how quickly, I mean, this just happened and the whole community is like mobilized. It's unbelievable. The response. So to kind of put a bow on this conversation, one of the things that I suggested is somebody over at um, one of the uh, organizations that I'm close to is, is that Boulder County has been hit with a lot of devastation this past year. And I really feel like we need to have a community blessing or something. Cause it's just like, what the heck? I mean, fires and, yeah. you know, I mean the fires, uh, unfortunately the shooting and in Boulder and oh, the King yeah. supers, I mean, it's just been really pretty atrocious for, for Boulder County. So, um, it's you know, I, I say that with all respect for everybody who's been, you know, victimized <laughs> by, by some of the things, but gosh, I'll have to tell you, there's a part of me that thinks, you know, maybe we need to have some sort of exorcism or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and, yeah. and on a lighter note, um, yeah. not really. Um, if everybody who doesn't know, uh, we've got this whole Omicron thing happening. And Boulder County's, like, since we're all doing doom and gloom, Boulder County's and Colorado's numbers have spiked like crazy. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. On top of, and this is like, 
this really dovetails into this whole discussion of um, what's been going on with the fire because they're talking about how hard it is. I think Broomfield, one of one of the counties around us, just instituted the mask mandate. One of the cities or counties, um, and they said it's just too much with between the fire and yeah. and the and everything else that's going on. Um, it, the upshot is it seems to not be putting as many people in the hospital, whether it's because of immunity, because it's not as strong, because of vaccinations. Um, nobody really seems to have their finger on that. But what I was telling, and I was having a hard time reading the chart because it, it it's asymptotic. It, it just screams mm-hmm. up. And our last peak back in November, December was like two to 300 cases a day, maybe 400 cases a day at peak. I, as far as I can tell, we're over 1,000 mm-hmm. per day. So we're double, triple what, where we were. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back to ordering groceries. I'm, I'm not as afraid of the, like, I was never really in terror or anything of, of COVID, but it's more of a, Jesus, I'm going to do my part by not getting sick and potentially needing to go to the hospital or, or breaking down other things. Because when something like this happens, um, large, large groups are getting sick together. It's so yeah. transmissible that, you know, a school, a bunch of teachers get it and then the, the school can't really operate or, you know, a whole gas station has to shut down because everybody who works there gets sick at the same time. Um, and so if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. But for me, it's like I'm going to try and stay away from people because um, just to keep it a little bit tamped down and to keep, you know, something functioning around me. Because if we all get sick at the same time, then then we're in trouble. Well, I, I, will, with I, hospitals will, and- I will fully disclose. I didn't talk about this last time, <clears> but everybody in my family, with the exception of Jacob and myself, got COVID. Mm-hmm. So when we had Christmas, it was Sandy, Maddie, her husband, Alan, Henry, the baby all came down with COVID. Yeah. So, and, and I'm, I'm happy to, to report that everybody's doing fine. And I can also report too, that it seems like the evidence suggests that it spares the lungs again, not an expert. I'm not a physician. Nor am so I what I can say but, is but I, what's really nice is that they were fully vaccinated and yep. boosted and, <laughs> you know, they had essentially what was a cold so it's been that's been really so pretty. what what the data is actually saying and i've i've read about it a fair amount for various reasons but is that it the new strain tends to not burrows deep into the lungs it sits in the in the brachia the tubes that connect to the lungs and it replicates there so it sort of sacrificed its ability to operate in the lungs for the for the to get in the the, the bronchial tubes and there it replicates insanely fast and is very transmissible but that means like it's not it's not burrowing deep in the lungs on the reg like it used to and that is that is definitely an upshot because that was i mean getting sick feeling terrible for a while we've all lived through that but having the lasting covid issues particularly lung stuff i mean just being short of breath from getting sick is um that's unbelievable that's that's such a terrible thing and that's one of the things that i was always worried about with it too so hopefully that phase of our life that particular fear is is passing um, that would be exceptional, but I have a friend who said that his, you know, his pot of workers or whatever, the five, the seven people that he works with, five of them were out with COVID yeah. um, in, in a week too. So that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking of your family, that type of group, my group where I work at, I go into the office, it's eight of us. Um, if one person brought it in, that would, that would bring the business down to yeah. its knees. And so it's like, just, just, just be aware. Um, I'm not saying, Hey, you know, do this, do that. Just be aware and, and be safe and take care of each other out there. Be good to each other, be patient. 
All right, we need to change subjects because we usually lighten it up with levity and lighten it up the world. But I do yeah. want to mention one thing that if you yeah. know, the apocalypse week. was coming, Betty White died. So, um, yeah, but, yes. but yes, oh, I mean, do we have um, I got a story for you. News That's about lighter. Uh, news about Longmont and maybe yeah. Buzz. And that I got one. Go I got one. All right. So the other day, uh, middle of the afternoon, nobody ever comes to my door ever because, you know, that's the way that it is. No soliciting sign out front. Whatever. Well, they know they tell you to like get lost. You tell them to get off their lawn. Yeah, get off my lawn. No, no. Uh, <laughs> when I had a lawn left before it turned all crispy for me to drive. But my neighbor knocks and I'm like, what is going on? So neighbor from down, she says, hey, this this woman's. So there's a car that's like facing my house. It's like completely 90 degrees from the road because <laughs> it was it had just snowed. And so she said, this poor <laughs> woman is stuck, like basically had driven at oh, okay. my and somebody had just lost traction. And it didn't, it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't like a, oh, a careening off the road. It was just, you know, I don't know what happened. Uh, it, yeah. it, something went wrong. Yeah. So it's always, and she, can you help this person push, push out of the snow? So yeah, sure. And so I said, so I got to change my shoes. I was wearing tennis shoes. I need some boots or something to help push. I'm having to come back out. By the time I get back out, there's a whole cohort there, including um, city councilwoman, Polly Christensen is there because she lives down nice. the block from yeah. me. And it turns out the car um, is being driven by Joan Peck. Huh? <laughs> Look at you name dropping. By the time I got to it, and I'm like, much to my shame, by the time I got there, there were so many people there to help. There wasn't a spot left for me to push. Like there were people on the wing mirrors, you know, like everybody's like, oh, okay, but wait, 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 time up, Brady. I have to ask. So this, you've, you've kind of hit on something here real quickly. So you said you had to change your shoes. Are you like a full tying person or are you just jumping out of the shoes you're in and then sticking your feet in the other one? Uh, are you literally like, <laughs> you have to go to the closet, select the shoes, untie them and tie them again. Or are you literally just jumping in your shoes? I and if you are on, doing the former, I'm probably going to have to like smack. I want to put on a pair of, of shoes that, that have laces in. I don't know what kind of Velcro shoes you wear. But um, no, I like, I have the only boots that I have have like excessive lacing to them. That's just the <laughs> so, so Annie, let's get this lacing. straight. He spent 20 minutes lacing up his shoes. And by that time, there was a whole crowd out there to help. Basically. Over. Yeah. No, I'm a degenerate, uh, useless individual. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, the mayor of our fair city. That's right. Be, be saved by other people instead of myself through my dalliance. <laughs> that's exactly what happened that's i did try to get out there i didn't think people would show up that fast but i mean the shoes that i was wearing were like i mean they're they're basically worn flat on the bottom yeah. i wear them in the yeah. house at this point they're, they're basically slippers and so i, I and sure love like, unexpected visitors though that always like that really makes my day i love when someone really? just knocks on my door yeah. without texting without calling like a true surprise it's just like rare you know it's like getting a letter in the mail or something it's quaint so yeah. did you 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 like just a drop in relative or something like that? Yeah, anyone saying, hey. like a friend, like a wow, someone, really? who, someone. Okay, sure. Oh, what did they say? I open. never said thanks for the tamari. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. I never told you. I like opened the cupboard the other day. Uh, Annie was sweet and got me the the jumbo bottle of tamari, nice. and I was like, yeah, right. So that was dropped yeah. in the front porch a while back, and I 
totally forgot to mention it. It's like, this is huge. I opened the cupboard like, oh yeah, I haven't even cracked that one open yet. Uh, <laughs> Surprise so, visitors. See? Yeah, right. So off air, we have to ask her where she lives because she's been stalking us and she knew exactly right. where we live. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Just oh, creeping on. Crazy. Yeah. So we can just go by and drop by and just say, hey, we're here for dinner and just kind of hang out <laughs> for like seven hey, hours. like unexpected yeah. guests. I brought my yeah. dog. I'm going to buy some frozen chicken nuggets. Oh Good. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Hey, speaking yeah. of take-home meals, I saw that um, uh, the one we mentioned a few weeks ago, Fancy AF, who's kind of calling themselves 628 Main AF. I can't quite okay. tell. Um, they've opened, they've just opened their space now for people oh, okay. to come in. And it's it's kind of cool. Like, I'm definitely going to check it out this week. And they got the menu posted live. So uh, 628 Main AF uh, is is at least what they're kind of going by on social. But I'm not sure if the business, what they're actually called. So um, yeah. they're available to to check cool. out. I we also buried... Go ahead, Brady. Oh, this is a tweet I found. And I think this is from uh, an SS or SVVSD teacher or something, because it's Mrs. Turrell, Turrell. And she said, students, this is her tweet, before tomorrow, be advised. And then like an alert sign. Your teachers are doing dry January and whole 30 and other plans to atone for their <laughs> holiday overindulgences. That's perfect. Tread, tread lightly. You Not have easy. been warned. <laughs> Oh, that's hysterical. Oh, that's, that's great. I love that. <laughs> I think that's uh, a long one to read. Uh, I have first. to say that probably the greatest news right now for the fast food set is the Chick-fil-A is back open. Oh, I boy. heard the lines are like outrageously long. Yes, it's Can absolutely I? crazy. I have to say I've only had Chick-fil-A like once in my life. and it was. Oh, I'm with you, Eric. I've had it like and I can count, I think like yeah. twice, once. But then I, I also had a Big Mac when I was like in college. I never <laughs> had one before and everybody was like, you've never had one? I was like, no. I mean, yeah. I had, I was like a quarter pounder with cheese person, but I so. got to go back on record and go like, I don't get Chick-fil-A. I just, I, I'm like, I know. And we hype? always like, we've gone like once or twice and, and I always get it like expecting this to change yes. my, my yes. world because yes. people spend yeah. such inordinate amounts of time in line for Chick-fil-A yes. and they talk yes. about it and they get it. And I'm like, I don't. I yeah. didn't get it. I didn't it's get it. I was in Atlanta airport and it was like this giant line and I get the sandwich and I'm like, okay, that was good. It was okay. Yeah, but, you I mean, know, it's... for me, for me, the chicken nugget is such for me. So when I wasn't, when I was a senior in high school, we used to like skip lunch and go to McDonald's, go get chicken nuggets because it was a brand new thing that you uh, youngins didn't know this, yeah. but it was brand, brand new at that time. And so this is the coolest thing in the entire world. And back then we called them McGizzards because they didn't have all white meat. It was like every once in a while you'd like <laughs> bite into this really better, gross, honestly. gross gizzard piece or whatever. Um, and so for me, I always want to have a chicken nugget. Like, uh, you know, like a death match or something and trying to figure out which, who has the best. Yeah, like what nugget. part of this is the animal yeah. is this? Yeah. Did you, yeah, so, do you know that there are, um, there's a set number of chicken nugget shapes and they have names. Oh, wow. I did oh. not know that. Yeah. Oh. I think chicken there's, are you talking about according to McDonald's or somebody's? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there's a, there's a set number and I think that they're McDonald's names though. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. And I think there's four or six of them. There's the, I think these are right. Bell, bone, boot ball and really? yeah yep i think that i think there might just be and the they're four. like how, i don't understand where are they coming from parts of the actual chicken, no, chicken? i'm pretty sure they are not i'm pretty or sure there's just no this is in they the are, art of chicken this is the art of chicken nuggets yes i'm pretty sure that it's uh yeah probably in a specific nugget it's not just one chicken i'm just gonna <laughs> no. it's like several chickens cut up probably <clears throat> yeah yeah so, yeah i don't think well, it's whole white meat is it it's uh more of a um probably it's interesting starts, yeah at some point in its life it's probably foam yeah 
Yeah, I would, I would imagine it's right. interesting. I yeah, I would love to have somebody chime in and tell us where the favorite nugget is or favorite chicken sandwich because that is quite the competition right now. Popeyes, right. uh, Chick Fil A, everybody. Yeah. yeah, what's the one on Hover? That's everyone's crazy. Canes. Oh, canes. Yeah, we don't canes. get that one either. I don't get canes. Yeah, but, I, I, know, whatever. I'm just not a fried chicken person. I'm not a yeah, huge like fast food. I'm not a huge I, fast food person anyway. Yeah, but I love, yeah. Yeah. love fried chicken. I love fried chicken. Oh, I love hey guys, fried chicken. Yeah. So yeah. in other news, I wanted to mention that the Longmont Economic Development What's yep. it called? Council in Longmont? No, nope. partnership. It's partnership. EDP, That's what EDP. it is. EDP. Yeah. I always yeah. never know what the P is, but they released a report uh, that they had done. And you guys chime in if I'm watching this, but they um, talking about like the economic vitality of Longmont over the last year. Obviously, we've faced a lot of challenges in the county and in Longmont specifically with COVID and everything. But the report suggests that our economy is bouncing back pretty nicely, pretty promisingly from um, COVID at the moment. And the report, what I found it most interesting about it was they identified four primary industry clusters of Longmont, which I've always kind of wondered, like, what are our main economic mm-hmm. drivers in town? And they called them food One's and beverage. Beer. What? Yeah. So I was going to say beer is right? yeah. probably one of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Food and beverage. Number one. Uh, smart manufacturing. Knowledge creation. As opposed to dumb manufacturing. I but know, anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, I want to know what you guys think that these are, because I, I was trying to figure it out too. Smart manufacturing, knowledge creation and deployment, and mm-hmm. business catalysts. So, mm-hmm. so like smart manufacturing, uh, I don't know exactly what would be smart manufacturing. We should probably know this. I mean, smart man. You know, I I feel like this is like tech speak or business speak. I know. There, I'm just trying there to think of businesses things... that are like who applies to that category. Like yeah. knowledge creation and deployment. They talked a lot about like pharma and like some of the research they're doing in biosciences to develop whatever technologies, okay. medical technologies, like that's knowledge creation and deployment. So research, R&D type of stuff. And then business catalysts, I would think of as, you know, all the accelerators and the incubators and some of the other, although I don't think of them as big economic drivers. So town, but... tell me where the bakery fits in. Where's that? Oh, I guess that's food and food beverage. Food and beverage, right? Okay, like so... everything else. <laughs> Eric goes, so the obvious no, one. Where does the obvious that, one? That was a poor in. example. So where does the insurance agent fit in? That's what, what I was wondering because I feel like yeah. that's like most of the economy in town. Yes, exactly. It's like the insurance for? agent. Where's yeah. the bank? Tell me where the bank is. That, where's the like bank? fiduciaries? Just because if you go on a prospect, that's like there's the the bakery, there's the coffee place, and then there's like a bunch of financial advisors. Right. Okay, but but I'm still trying to look at the categories. How does a bank? Where does a bank? And where does okay? The so let's go through smart manufacturing. And is maybe the broad those are distinctive to a general. I mean, I'm looking through this. I, I feel like it's again, it's business speak. So it's kind of like uplift and land the plane and all these wonderful things we come <laughs> up with a phraseology in business where we could like you could just say we just want to complete this task. No, no, no. We want to land the plane. You know, or, or let's lean into that. You know, it's just like, oh my lord. Just, so we're, yeah. we're we sell insurance. Come yeah. on. So, so there's probably a catch-all there. One of those categories. No, I, I mean I know one of the yeah. biggest employers in Longmont is um Circle Graphics. And I don't know you would mm-hmm. maybe that's smart manufacturing. Well, smart. Okay, so I pulled up smart manufacturing, and it says it's a broad <laughs> category of manufacturing that employs computer-integrated manufacturing, okay. high levels of adaptability and rapid design changes, digital information technology, and more flexible workforce training. So, like, if you have an adaptable thing with rapid design changes, and you've got like a graphics company, yeah, like machines can be, 
you know, hot swapped out, like, oh, sure. we're going to make a new sure. thing today. So we're not know. manufacturing. We are smart manufacturer. Right. We manufacture posters. So, and but I get like, because I worked in a factory where we made cheese and crackers. And to make, make, because, uh, you know, the cheese and breadsticks, craft. I worked there. Yeah. And we but also. Be food and beverage. I mean. Yeah. That's, but that's manufacturing. I know people aren't coming in to sit at the bar stool and be like, ha, could I have. Can I have a 15 pack, please, for me and my I friends? I would. Yeah, yeah definitely. You got to do that. You got to have a cheese cracker. But anyway, so like so, yeah. when we made that, that's what the line made. And when we wanted to make a thing that had um, Oreo cream in the little cup and then like the crackers from the Oreos in the other thing, it was a massive retooling effort. That was kind of a nightmare because it would like, it didn't like the cream didn't flow the same as the cheese and then no, no, no. So the things wouldn't seal and no, no, no. So there's problems and problems and problems. So we made the things that we made and we made them well. But when you've got smart manufacturing, I think you could pivot. You could say, ah, well, we made, we were making shoes yesterday, and now we're making, you know, like we're stamping graphics no. on this. Nice gonna... try. Nice try. <laughs> nice try, <laughs> guy. That's not I'm happening. Like... You're not retrofitting a factory I mean, and saying all of a sudden. I'm not gonna... saying let's no, retrofit no, a factory. Sorry. I'm saying that, no. like, certain <laughs> graphics is able to you say. Know, I love the fact that you're finding this. I'm like, no, that's not happening. It's just what? a nice term. It's a nice term. What are term. you talking about? Like, I Instead think of that... saying manufacturing, we're going to call it smart manufacturing. So. I don't think that what I did was smart manufacturing <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I don't understand <laughs> that, but I'm just saying that to be to be really kind of innovative. We'll call it smart manufacturing. We'll call so where's the hospital in this, Annie? Where are the hospitals? Right. Those are major I know. employers. Medical, where are they? I know, where are they? I know. Are these the four, I, you know, the four pillars of the formal challenge to the EDP? P- are these the EDP. four pillars that led, or are these the pieces that all of our economy is built around? Are these apparently four? it's the four pillars of, of the economy? Because I would think that I, I think healthcare is it's got to be its own thing, right? I mean, it's makes right. up such I think a it's huge smart manufa- that- I think it's smart manufacturing, maybe yeah. innovation. Maybe it's landing the plane. I'm not sure. Maybe there's uplift there. I don't know. <laughs> Eric is it's just okay, caught in a quote. Here's a quote. It says, because Longmont has made the investment <clears throat> to identify and strengthen our four distinct primary industry clusters, it mm. is likely that Longmont will see a rise of at least 2% in GRP in 2021, despite lingering impacts from the pandemic. Yeah, that makes sense. I can agree with maybe the it's premise. Where, maybe I just it's don't areas where the... they're making strategic investments, areas of growth and opportunity. I don't know what you want. I think it's really weird. It's kind of like the quality forward, reporting here. It's kind of like the it, remember when we were reading the marketing copy from the restaurant that said they forward facing um, <laughs> fresh take <laughs> yeah. on food or whatever. It's like it's kind of the same thing. So let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I did want to before we have to go, I do want to say that I have a garage sale going on here. Um, in my house. So hang on real quick. If I can get this to you and see if you want any of this stuff, you know, <laughs> so, here we go. I'll, I'll tell you. You know, er, uh, my niece redid her bedroom this weekend and she was insistent on hanging one of those. What do you call them? The things that you were featuring on Craigslist recently? Oh, a flashlight? Rayovac oh. flashlights? <laughs> <laughs> no, what were you talking about on Craigslist? Now I'm forgetting the term. The Toby Jug? I'm trying to remember what we all talked yeah, about. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> remember really either. It like, wasn't like a poster or anything. Okay, so while I took a dramatic pause, I have one Paw Patrol uh, lunchbox, if anybody oh, wants. Boy. Brand new. Oh, gosh, don't, new. don't show my son that. Oh, there oh, you go. Man. If you want that, Annie, you know, I'm happy to drop that off. We have a I like unexpected visitors. You could bring a it by. wonderful vintage blender to make milkshakes. So you can have this <laughs> to anybody for free. <laughs> have one used Kindle. So if anybody wants Kindle. And then I've got nice. an old VCR, you know, not VCR, oh. but a, a oh. you know, a camera, you know. So like back in the day, we used to take photos of our kids, you know, with like this thing, a camcorder. So. 
It's a it's a mini camcorder because mini got the, camcorder. Yeah, see. Oh, yeah. look at that. Eric's got nice. one good yeah. thing and a bunch of junk. He's like, put it in a box together. Take it all or take. That's all. right. Just take it all. Yeah, I'll just do. You know that. what we've yeah. done with our obsolete electronics is just give them to the kids and let them. Yeah, but I don't want them. I don't start want them taking crap. them apart and they exactly. pull out motherboards and they end up yeah. everywhere in the room. Cords, every single mm-hmm. type. Motherboards. Fun. Yeah. No. No thanks. <laughs> And then I found my Oops. award here. So I was featured in um, uh, Westward years ago. So. Oh, boy. Oh, you can't yeah. give that away. <laughs> no, I can't give this away because this is about PBS and mooching for money. So, And <laughs> the guy dressed me up as Rum Tum Tugger. So in the cartoon that was featured, so that's that's too embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, but that's uh, that's the model, isn't it? Lots of stuff there. So you know, if anybody wants junk, you know, they know where to find me. So side dish longmont at gmail.com. All right, gang. Um, You know, I just wanted to say one last bit on the fires is if um, if anybody's looking to jump on board with some longmont efforts to support the fires in particular. the firehouse art gallery is doing a really cool art auction all the funds of which will be i think donated to the community foundation so a bunch of artists are jumping on board and participating in that and if they had just consulted with me they would have figured out they should call it the firehouse art art auction for the fire but you know no one asked me yeah nobody asked you yeah yeah i mean you know and uh, also, if you are housing anyone here in town from um, that area, the Times Collaborative, the co-working space downtown, is offering free drop-in co-working for yeah. anyone affected by the fire and mail service as well to receive mail-in packages in case you need that. Nice. That's awesome. That's really cool. And then I read Candate also, like, is giving water to everybody down there. So that's pretty cool. Excellent. So. All right, everyone. Well, thanks, as always, to Andy Epler for our intro music. You can find us wherever you find your pod content. You know the platforms. I don't need to tell you. And if you have any comments for us, questions, uh, want to hear more about medical theories and uh, mm-hmm. information about COVID, reach out to mm-hmm. Brady at SideDishLongmont at gmail.com. Just hope everybody is safe and uh, certainly our, our thoughts go out to those who have been affected by the fire. Uh, thank you both, as always, for joining Side Dish. And this is a delight to work with you. So thank you. Thank uh, you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs>